It's Raining Cats and Dogs, the podcast dedicated to people who are ruled by their pets. I'm Joel Bardseth, and Queen Freya, she doesn't just rule our castle, she rules our entire kingdom. She's been kind enough to let me be your host. On behalf of Steve's Real Food, thank you for joining. Welcome everyone to today's podcast. I'm Joel Bartseth, your host as always. And today we're going to start a three-part series called Why Raw? So I need a little help with this series because I've been feeding raw for about 20 years. And quite often I forget that I wasn't born with that knowledge. But right now I tend to surround myself with raw information. And it's hard to go back to the beginning for all of those newcomers into the raw world. And I'm sure a lot of people listening have questions about raw food. So I'm going to have Dana Singleton help me out today. She also is one of those people that, hey, we had to learn it as we went. And we weren't always exposed to raw food. So Dana, I want you to take us through your journey and how you got started in the pet industry and walk us up to today, please. Thanks, Joel. I started feeding raw food and learning about raw food almost by accident. I was working at a farm and feed store in Alaska, and I was hired as their equine specialist to come in and talk about horse nutrition. And people would often ask me about dog and cat nutrition, and I realized I didn't really know a lot about it. And also during that time, we had mushers uh, that would come in and buy raw food for their dogs. We had a big freezer in the back that had five pound buckets of raw meat, raw salmon, raw moose, and the mushers would buy it. And after watching this go out the door several times, I asked one of the mushers, um, he was a top runner of the Iditarod and was really well-respected in the community. And I asked him, why do you feed raw food to your dogs? And he just looked at me and just so simply said, because my dogs are athletes and they need the highest nutrition and the most digestible food. And then he left and I just stood there thinking, what am I missing? What, I, don't, I don't understand why raw. So I did a little research and this was back um, in the early days of the internet. So it really took a lot of work to, to research raw food for pets. And also at the time, there was a bit of a movement going on and we started seeing what were called holistic brands coming on the market. Solid Gold was probably the, the one that most people recognize, but there were some other ones popping up. And I started realizing that things in the pet industry were starting to change. And I started realizing just how much I didn't know. And I also had a dog that was, um, had just been diagnosed with cancer. And the more I was reading, the more I became convinced that everything I was doing had led up to her getting cancer. And I realized that I needed to make changes and I became a raw feeder back then. And since then I've seen huge changes, not only in my own pets, but in many other pets. And I'm very passionate about sharing the knowledge that I've learned and to help get more and more pets onto raw food. So I think what we need to do now is let's talk about what is raw food then. When, when we say it, what are we talking about? Because when I was first presented with raw food way back in the early 2000s, um, by Kirk Dietz, who was my boss at the time, I was a sales rep for a distributor. He came up to me, he goes, Joel, I'm going to take you to back of the warehouse. You got to see this. And we walked all the way to the back of the warehouse and he had this chest freezer that you might put like in your garage. It was really small. He opened it up all proud and he goes, raw food for dogs and cats. You're my sales guy. I need you to sell this. And I remember shutting the lid and go, 
I am not selling that hippie food. And I was picturing leftover human meat hitting the floor, swept up into a bag. I had a lot of negative energy. Let's define what it is. Raw food is simply food that is still raw. It has not been cooked and heat treated. So it still retains all of its nutritional value. It's easier for pets to break down and, and utilize. It's called bioavailable, meaning the pet can rec the pet's body can recognize and fully utilize the food. So how is it packaged? Like how does it come? There's lots of different ways that you'll see it packaged. Um, there's nuggets, there's patties, there's each format of food will come packaged. It comes in a bag. If it's a bag of nuggets, they're um, loose. You know, you count out by pieces or measure out by scoop how much to feed your pet. If it's a patty, it's something that's up usually typically an eight ounce patty. Each company has kind of variants on the different sizes and shapes of their food. But an eight ounce patty is pretty standard in our in our industry. And it'll come packaged in a colorful, informative bag that you'll find in your um, freezer, in the store's freezer. So people then will purchase this frozen. And then what do they do after that? So they will purchase it frozen, take it home. If they're going to feed it right away, they'll put it in, a, in the refrigerator and let it start thawing. If they're um, stocking up, they'll fill their freezer with it. And um, that's how it's done. So my next question though is, I had that negative energy regarding what I was picturing in my mind. How clean, if that's the right word, is our raw food for dogs and cats? All the raw food companies that you'll find in your in the pet retail stores have all gone through really diligent process to make sure that their meat is of the highest quality, their plants are extremely clean, um, the fruits and vegetables that these companies use are top quality. I know it's easy to picture it kind of being seconds or leftovers or something that, that we would call not fit for human consumption, but the raw food companies that are out there really take pride in their product. And the ones that you're going to find for sale in these stores are the top of the top. And you, you can really choose any of them and feel comfortable knowing that they have um, the highest standards in place. So when you say these stores, you're talking about independent pet real retailers. And pet real, uh, I think one of the coolest things that's going on right now is more than any other time in our life, this is the best time to be a pet parent because what we're doing right now, the fact that there's podcasts trying to better nutrition, a lot of high-end brands, people are embracing dogs and cats like family members. They talk about them as if they are their children. And we're looking for more solutions as we are starting to look for solutions in our own personal health. So where would you say uh, people, you know, there's a lot of different brands. Let's say they're ready to take a shot, but they go into an independent pet retailer there's a lot of brands. There's a lot of formulas. How does somebody just start and not get overwhelmed? Well, and like I had said, the any other ones that you go into that you find in your pet re retailer have all been vetted by that retailer um, and are of top quality. You can compare the different bags, the different ingredients. You can look up uh, online the history and kind of the, the voice of the company to find out who their identity is. But really your best resource is talking to the retailer themselves. They've really taken the time to educate themselves, not only about the raw category, but about each individual brand. And if there's a question that you have, they most likely can answer it or they know how to contact the person at the company 
that can answer that question for you. So I would always suggest starting with your pet retailer and telling them your pet's needs, um, a little bit about your lifestyle and let them go through the process of helping you choose the proper food. In today's independent retailers, they are absolutely not hiring people to stock shelves and be a clerk. They are a resource and we've really built partnerships with them because education is so important because people are ailment driven, dogs and cats more than any other time are itching a lot. You know, there's stuff going on. And so it is a great place to start, head into your independent retailer. But I know there are people that are like, well, why can't I just get some meat and feed it to my dog? Why can't I just do this at home? Making your own raw food is certainly an option. Um, it's, I wouldn't call it difficult. It's, it's time consuming, but it's not difficult. It's a lot of grinding and chopping and mixing, but it, um, anyone can do it. I was making my own raw food before there were commercially available raw foods on the market. And I can tell you, though I knew the, the basic mechanics of it and knowing that the calcium to phosphorus ratios needed to be to get on and, and I knew the, the general recipe I needed to use, even though it was working and my dogs looked healthy, I always had this little bit of doubt in the back of my mind if I was getting everything, if I was missing any nutrient that they needed. And um, when raw food diets first came on the market, I was like, wonderful because I could just go to the store, buy a bag and know that everything in there was already thought out to be nutritionally balanced for my pet. So, you know, depending on your lifestyle, making your own raw is an option, but I certainly would um, consider the commercially available raw foods. So how does somebody who has a kibble fed dog transition onto raw? If um, let's say you wanted to start tomorrow morning, you got your bra bag and you're ready to switch your dog over. I really recommend a slow transition. Put the same amount of kibble in the bowl that you normally feed, put in a little dollop of raw food next to it and let the dog eat its meal. The next time, so tomorrow evening, put in a little bit less kibble and a little bit more raw and do that kind of over the course of five to seven days. Just keep backing out the amount of kibble and increasing the amount of raw. When you go to whatever brand food you're feeding will have a feeding guideline on the side of it of what to feed. And many of the brands also, when you go to their website, they'll have a feeding calculator that will help you figure out how much to feed your pet. And some of them will even have calculators that will say, if you're feeding this much kibble, feed this much raw. You can use that as a guideline, but if you don't want to take those steps, it really is just a matter of, watching your dog, watching um, what's going into your dog and really looking at what's coming out of your dog. If you see a softening of the stool, just kind of back off and slow down the process a little bit. There's also different products you can add. You can add goat milk really helps. Goat milk has a lot of probiotics and has a, a natural ability of soothing the stomach. So it's a really great product to put a pet on during transition. Um, I'm going to say 90% of people could go home and feed their dog raw food right away and not have an issue. But if you happen to have that 10% dog that's going to have mm, some challenging digestive upsets, it's just best to to do it slow and let your dog's body have the time to adapt to the new diet. Well, this is great. And a great start to our three-part series on why raw. So thank you so much, Dana. And uh, we'll be touching base again in a week. And we're going to go to part two. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening and have a great day. Thank you. On behalf of Queen Freya, that concludes another episode. It's Raining Cats and Dogs, the podcast dedicated to people who are ruled by their pets. Please share your pics and videos 
so we know who rules your castle on the Steve's Real Food Facebook page.